this week's episode of Bite Me, we are doing the classic beef stew. Welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host and certified Ganger Marge, and I love helping cooks make safe and effective edibles at home. I'm so glad you're here, and thank you for joining me today. And as always, before we get into this week's episode, there's a couple of things to take care of. And the first one is that I am a little embarrassed. I went into my hosting provider today. That's Buzzsprout. They are excellent. If you're ever thinking about starting your own podcast, if you have questions, you can always shoot me an email and ask. But in any case, they have a feature called dynamic content. And that is where those of us in the biz, we can upload our post and pre-roll recordings. Well, imagine my surprise when I went on there to check what was going for the pre-roll or what was running for the pre-roll. And I found that it was the newsletter subscriber giveaway from November. Dear God, that's been playing before every single episode. And here we are mid-January and that's been playing. I'm, I have to admit, I'm a little embarrassed about that. And my apologies, because obviously we have a new giveaway going. I've been trying to run a new giveaway every month for the last several months. We did the one in November for the apron. We did um, cannabis seeds for December. This month, I'm doing a mystery prize pack. I'm working on some exciting ones for the rest of the year. So if you're not already a newsletter subscriber, then all you have to do is head on over to bitemepodcast.com or just send me an email and say you want to subscribe to the email newsletter and I you will be automatically entered. And if you're listening to this and you're already a subscriber, then you're automatically entered into the contest to win. And I pick a name at the end of every month. And I am very sorry that I did that. It's kind of embarrassing because that has been running for way too long. So I think I might just wait for a little bit before I upload anything new to that dynamic content. But next time you're at a party, you want to impress your friends, pre-roll, post-roll, you know, throw those, bandy those about and people be like, wow, you really know your shit. I also had a fun review to read out. Kind of exciting because this comes from Ninja CWC all the way in Australia. And the review is entitled Entertaining and Informative. Awesome show. Marge is great. I really appreciate that review. Those reviews help my show get more discoverable. So hopefully when people come on to listen, they also won't be dissuaded by old pre-rolls that I've been running. So I really do appreciate that. Ninja CWC. And if you leave a five-star review for me, like all these other folks have done, then I will be reading it out on an upcoming show because I really do appreciate those. Now, before we get into the recipe, once again, one last thing, the cannabis fun fact So this cannabis fun fact may be surprising to many of you. It was surprising to me identifying who are the world's biggest cannabis lovers. And of course, if they're cannabis lovers, I'm sure they're also edibles lovers as well, many of them. And the answer is rather surprising because it is not a place like that we associate with cannabis use, like maybe Jamaica or Holland. It's not the United States. It is, I'm going to give you a second to guess. It is Iceland. Iceland has the largest population of cannabis consumers. Statistics and a report provided by the United Nations show that Iceland is ahead of the United States, Jamaica, and Holland. Now, this was back in 2014, so perhaps that has changed. But the numbers are a whopping 
18.3% of the population who light up. And I do know that that number is pretty high. I'm not even sure how high it would be in Canada. Now, the crazy thing is cannabis is illegal in Iceland, but somehow it's tolerated with people consuming or in possession of small amounts. You'll only receive a fine. So it sounds like it's kind of decriminalized and it's unclear why the plant is so popular there. Okay. That's interesting in Canada. And this is a more recent, um, more recent statistics pulled from a a government of Canada site, the percentage of Canadians 16 years of age or older who reported using cannabis in the 12 past 12 months decreased from 27% to 25% in 2021. So obviously that's higher. So maybe let's find out cannabis users in Iceland, how that compares to current rates in Iceland. So this chart by Wikipedia does show the percent of percentage of people using the plant, using cannabis around the world. And Iceland is still sitting at the 18%. And it looks like the stats were last updated in 2012 there. So they are woefully behind. Canada does look like it's at the 25%. But of course, their stats are far more up to date. But it looks as though Canada outpaces the use of cannabis by... By quite a bit. Now the stats for United States say 16.2% and that comes from 2014. Canada, according to this list here, and of course we have to take this with a grain of salt because the the dates, ooh, Palau, I don't, I'm not sure I said that correctly. I probably did not, is a, a 24% as of 2007. The Northern uh, Mariana Islands, 22% for from 2007. Israel, 27% with relatively up-to-date in terms of the rest of these numbers, 2017. So they would be ahead of Canada, quite possibly. Guam's at 18% as well uh, from 2007. Ghana, 21.5%. Hmm. I'm not sure what to do with that now. That fun fact has now been debunked by my own research as I do this live on the show. Canada is leading the way. Actually, Israel possibly right now too. So that's kind of an interesting interesting finding. Very interesting. But it does appear that some of these legal places, there are higher percentages, but that also could be because reporting means there's less risk as well. So there is that. Interesting fun fact. Let's get into the recipe, shall we? This is a classic slow cooker beef stew. I made this one actually in a in a Instapot. I did actually. It was my first time really using it for this type of pressure cooking. You don't need an Instapot to do it. And I will say I did not buy said Instapot, but over Christmas, my eldest daughter brought over the Instapot because I was making some mulled wine. I had an old crock pot that I just wasn't using anymore. And the way it was designed, it had these handles that stuck out. It was actually a pretty good crock pot, but it just seemed to take up so much space in my cupboards. My cupboards are already, for whatever reason, feels like I have too much stuff and then I'm trying to declutter and minimalize a little bit. So quite some time ago, I got rid of this crock pot. But then at Christmas time, I was making mulled wine and you want to keep it warm. And I asked my daughter, hey, could you bring over your Instapot? Because I knew that she had bought one a couple of years ago. She said, of course. And then she brought it over and said, you know what? I don't really use it. And it's taking up a lot of space in my cupboard. Do you want to hang on to it for a while? I said, sure. Why not? 
well, holy shit, I get what all the, all the excitement is about. All these people who are like going crazy for their Instapot. It, it kind of blew my mind. My sister has had one for quite some time. And I remember when she first got one, she was just like, this thing is amazing. And now I get it because you can make foods in this pressure cooker in like such a short period of time, like this whole slow cooker beef stew with the Instapot settings you made in 25 minutes. And normally you would slow cook that over say six to eight hours. And so if you're really short on time, I made actually another soup last night and it pressure cooked in the Instapot in 10 minutes. Now there is some resting time. You have to let the, you have to let the, the pot sort of depressurize, which is when you're not accustomed to that, a little freaky, of course. But so even if it was 10 minutes, then you, you hit the pressure release button and it's going to release a whole ton of steam and pressure, which does take a bit of time as well. But overall it's very quick. And the other thing that I do like about it is of course you can slow cook it if in it if you wish. So you can put everything in and set it and have it cooking all day while you're you're at work or doing whatever it is that you're doing. So anyway, you don't need an Instapot for this. I just finally got one and I was just like, wow, I see what all the fuss is about. So this particular classic beef stew is delicious. And I got rave reviews about this one. And you may be saying, well, Marge, if you're serving this to people like your, your elderly mother-in-law who's living with you, how do you get away with not dosing her? Well, for this particular one, I happened to add the olive oil in afterwards in my bowl. So that way I could enjoy it without getting anybody else too fucked up because we all know that that is always a terrible idea if they don't want to partake. And even though I really think sometimes the THC could help her, she is not easily convinced and probably never will be. So I'm just going to have to leave it at that and accept the fact that pharmaceuticals will always play a large role in her life at this point in time because she is in a lot of chronic pain. But this is a pretty simple beef stew. What I ended up doing, this recipe does call for beef stew meat. And when I went to the grocery store to pick this, this meat up, I'm sure you've all noticed that everything's getting more expensive and beef is definitely no exception. And this, the pre-cubed beef stew meat was ridiculously expensive. And I thought, no way, this is ridiculous. So I ended up picking up a, a roast of some kind. I forget what it was. I wish I could remember, but I picked up a roast. It was more reasonably priced and I was able to double the recipe based on the size of the roast. Chris cut it up for me and then he even got four small steaks out of it that we had another couple meals out of. So as far as that went, that's probably a better route to go if you can find something like a roast and just cut it up yourself instead of buying the stew beef. And I usually find the quality of the meat in a roast is better than that stew beef stuff that they have anyway, because sometimes it turns out pretty tough once you've put it in a stew. You're going to need your carrots, baby red potatoes, an onion, garlic, your salt, pepper, bay leaf. This one called for a beef broth. I actually used a mushroom broth instead and it was delicious and it didn't call for mushrooms, but I threw in some mushrooms anyway, because I love mushrooms in a beef stew. But of course you can leave that out if you choose. It called for two cups of vegetable juice and two tablespoons of coconut aminos. You could use a soy sauce instead. And then finally, at the last step, you put in some tapioca flour or some other kind of flour like that to thicken it up a little bit. And of course, in the Instapot, you there's a saute setting. There's also there's a saute setting. So you can put the beef right in there and saute it because it does recommend that you saute the beef ahead of time. 
and then you put it in the slow cooker along with everything except for the tapioca flour. If you're doing it on a typical slow cooker, you're going to do that on the stove, just brown up the beef and then heat the oil, the olive oil, and then brown up the beef and then and then add it into your crock pot. But if you're working with an Instapot, you don't have to do that. You can do it right in the Instapot, which is another thing that blew my mind. I was just like, this is, this is fantastic. But in any case, then you let it cook. And then once it's done cooking, you're going to mix your tapioca, tapioca flour with some water. And then you stir into the stew, let it cook for about 10 more minutes. And then you have a nice thickened stew. Now I was serving this to guests as well the following night. And I made it the day before so that we could have it the first night. And then the second night, the flavors really did meld together and it was fantastic. And the addition of the, the vegetable juice was really nice. So this one is a little bit uncommon per, perhaps. I did get it from a Whole30 slow cooker cookbook because I am trying to follow the whole 30 this month because my, like I said, I'm trying to sort of just get back to my roots and eat really healthy because I've been consuming way too much sugar. And this particular recipe has absolutely no sugar in it because it is actually surprising when I was looking at beef broth in the store, I often make my own beef broth, but I don't have any on hand right now and haven't really gotten around to it lately. But when you go to the store and you look at beef and chicken broth, it is shocking. It's shocking. They all have sugar in them almost all of them, the mushroom broth had no sugar in it. And of course it gives that additional rich flavor that I think really lends itself to this particular, this particular, well, beef stew. Again, if you're going to be serving it to people, I just stirred in a little bit of infused olive oil at the end and it complements it nicely. And then you can make it a lit classic beef stew instead of just the regular kind. So that way you can tailor it to the preference also, because if you're dining with people who have various tolerances as well, I recall one time when I was helping my daughter out at her restaurant, I did work there for a little while and somebody came in from another neighboring store in the downtown area. She's like, I really need some protein because she was at work and suddenly discovered that she was getting like really like feeling really weird. She was trying to talk. She was working in retail, trying to talk to customers. It's like, there's something not right. And she discovered upon some investigation, maybe texting a roommate that the roommate had made a stew and neglected to tell the housemates that it was infused. And of course, this lovely young woman found herself at work talking to customers and getting really high and progressively higher. And so this is why sometimes infusing an entire batch of something is not ideal because that way, if you do, if you do it per serving, you can also decide, you know, I'm feeling a little like I need more of a dose this time, or maybe I'm going to dial it back because I have things I want to do, or maybe I'm going to switch it out for CBD this time or a mix of both. Who knows? You can really tailor it. That's what I love. This is a customization. That's just something you can't do when you do an entire batch. And you could be dining with somebody. I know plenty of people who have tolerances way lower than mine and people who have tolerances a lot higher than mine as well. In this way, you can accommodate anybody who's going to be enjoying your infused foods. I really suggest this one. It's delicious. It comes together relatively quickly. And whether you're doing it in a traditional crock pot or in something like an Instapot, it's going to 
yield yourself some great results. I do recommend doubling this recipe because it is so tasty. You might as well get lots of meals out of it. And if you think you can't eat it all, then I do believe you can easily freeze this as well so that some night when you're short on time or short on motivation, you can always take it out and defrost it, have a delicious, healthy stew that will be nourishing, nourishing and tasty. And you can infuse it and get yourself comfortable and warm on a cool evening because there's nothing more comforting than a warm hearty stew on a cold winter night right right in any case i hope you enjoyed that in any case i hope you give it a shot if you do let me know how you find it i always love to hear from you guys and until next week my friends stay high